Welcome to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show. Get the answers you need about home care and all things related to senior health and help the seniors in your life live safely in the home they love. This is Care Talk on News Talk 580 CFRA. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Care Talk, the show about aging well and in the home you love the longest. I'm Wendy Daniels with Christine McGinn. She is the co-owner of Assurance Home Care. Hi, Chris. It's been another week of tripping the light fantastic for you all over Ontario, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's one way of putting it. It's, it's definitely um, all work-related, but but yes, I'm having a lot of fun uh, traveling around to our different centres in Kingston and um, Toronto and Niagara. And, um, you know, Wendy, Last week, we had a, um, um, a staff appreciation holiday recognition um, uh, uh, dinner party and um, in Ottawa. And this week, Stephen and I, my business partner, will be uh, traveling to Toronto. Oh, uh, the Christmas yeah. party tour. That's right. We're on the Christmas party <laughs> tour. So what well, we also have, um, you know, uh, Stephen and I uh, are, are also working on our strategic plan for 2022. And we have some really exciting pieces um, falling into place uh, for us as a company and um, and lots of great new hires that we're also focusing on in some key positions. And so uh, really, really excited to be uh, to be involved in all these things. Well, it must be exciting to see your company grow like this and be embraced by so many families who then refer their friends and neighbors. Yeah, well, for sure. Word of mouth is the biggest compliment, as you know. And, um, you know, the work we do is so meaningful um, for all of us, like not just Stephen and I who have the vision and the mission for the company, but right down to the individual caregivers. And we all share that same passion for um, fulfilling wishes um, to keep people safe and in their home uh, for as long and or and to end of life if possible. And, um, you know, I, I, I was thinking about uh, a call I got the other day from a daughter and um, uh, her mom has uh, dementia and she was telling me that her mom had disengaged um, from a lot of the hobbies and interests that she uh, originally had. And since implementing care through Assurance Home Care in the home, her mom is now um, way more engaged, enjoying uh, her life again. She's even baking. She's doing Christmas baking Excellent. with the caregivers. And so this daughter had this huge smile and she was telling me about this. And this is exactly why I get up and go to work every day is, is for that kind of feedback. I love that. And there's lots more to come on Care Talk today. I just learned that our healthcare system is responsible, get this, for 5% of Canada's greenhouse gases. There's a group of doctors who have some big ideas on little changes that will add up to make a difference. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Wendy, that that um, I, I didn't know that myself, but it totally makes sense that it would be contributing. 5% is, is, is you know, something to pay attention to. And um, also, if you use an inhaler or a puffer, as some people call them, like for asthma or other conditions, um, you'll want to hear more on that. Uh, also on the 
way, we know that chronic inflammation can cause cancer and other health issues. We'll talk about a new study that shows how providing social assistance to the important people in your life can reduce that inflammation. The benefits of being kind. I can't wait to hear more (laughs) on that, Chris. We'll also review Ottawa Public Health's information specifically for seniors who are interested in health help from cannabis, and we'll answer some listener email as well. Speaking of which, please send us your questions to questions at assurancehomecare.ca. The benefits of being kind. That is coming up. Chris, it's estimated that 10 to 15% of seniors suffer from depression in Canada. One in 10 just seems too high, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure is. And I'm sure it's those statistics uh, are probably um, uh, wor- a little worse since the onset of the pandemic, you know, with the loneliness right. and, and isolation contributing to to perhaps um, um, sadness and, and depression. Um, so women, uh, interestingly... Uh, suffer from depression um, uh, almost to the tune of double than than that of men and um, and we also uh, know traditionally women are more apt to seek help for uh, depression so I wonder if those some of those statistics have to do with that um, but depression is a common problem among older adults but it is not a part of normal aging it's not something that we should be expecting to to experience well then how do you how is depression different over sadness which everybody feels at some point and how is it distinguished yeah so um you know feeling sad or feeling down or feeling blue these are all normal feelings that we have you know our our moods wax and wanes as humans mm-hmm. and you know sometimes it's situational um you know sometimes it, it can it can last a little bit but i think the the biggest difference is that sadness goes away um you know so so it, it waxes and wanes depression however is is a lingering um um uh, uh, you know, sad, disparaging mood that that lasts for more than two weeks, and that interferes with your ability to function in your day to day environment. So you may you may find that you're less interested in social gatherings and less interested in in eating. Your appetite might be off. Your sleep patterns might be off. Um, you know, depression is a is a um, a clinical diagnosis that should be made by a medical professional, and um, and there are uh, there are criteria for making that diagnosis there's a lot of options to treat it too right of course yeah yeah so um yeah you know there's there's all kinds of uh, options for treating depression i mean everything from um medications uh depending and um or to to things like the benefits of exercise and um and you know fresh air fresh air forest bathing yeah they can all all help (laughs) i'd hazard a guess that your caregivers at assurance home care could help clients if they were falling into a, a depression they would pick up on the signs wouldn't they yeah they would so we have some internal training around um, um, you know things to look for both uh, because sometimes it can be depression but sometimes it can represent a cognitive change that some of these same symptoms could represent a cognitive change that could then lead to a diagnosis of dementia and so what we educate our caregivers at assurance home care to do is to observe um, patterns of behavior uh, with clients and you know establish that baseline and then report any changes in mood, 
um, physical appearance. So sometimes, you know, um, lack of taking care of themselves physically can be a sign of depression or cognitive challenges right. and um, or loss of interest in activities where they were once interested in things. Uh, verbalizing feel, feelings of hopelessness is a more overt sign that someone might be suffering from depression. Um, but again, uh, as I mentioned, lack of appetite, uh, sleep issues. Uh, these are all things that our caregivers are skilled uh, at at looking for, and then they're they're um, they, they are to report that to the nurse in charge, and um, and then the nurse in charge may uh, speak with the client or in some cases families directly to to um, discuss next steps in terms of going to see a physician. So there is a lot you can do if you're feeling depressed or a loved one is. I was reading an article this week on an increase in alcohol intake in our entire population, but in seniors. So... That can also lead to depression, can't it? Yeah, so <clears throat> alcohol um, depresses the central nervous system. So for sure, it can it can um, uh, rely, uh, uh, it can result in increasing those those feelings. So also, certain medications um, can cause depressed um, feelings. Um, um, but you know, depression can also develop for no apparent reason. <clears throat> you know, so people who are depressed uh, also it's 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 important to note um, just can't get onto it, so or can't get over it. So you know, there's yeah, a, there's people a, say get over it exactly, and I think there's that whole um, stigma, and I think we're getting better um, because of a lot of awareness campaigns out there. Um, but we're still we still go to a place if we can't see it, it doesn't exist. And so you know, diseases of the mind such. As, such as depression, um, you know, they 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 um, sometimes can get uh, overlooked in terms of their their seriousness or impact on that person. But their depression is actually a biological illness that's caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain, and it can affect everything from our behavior to our thoughts, our feelings, and of course, then our physical health. And um, depression also affects uh, anyone at any age. So as I was talking about sadness waxes and wanes you know you see in kids toddlers even mm-hmm. you know they get sad sometimes yeah. for, and um, so it can happen at any age but it's often not recognized in older adults and um, and so uh, you know I guess because some signs of depression can also be mistaken for signs of aging like cognitive decline and and um, and and also our older adults and we've talked about this before Wendy they're a generation of non-complainers absolutely yeah from how having to help my parents they they really don't I saw my mother yesterday how are you feeling oh I'm fine <laughs> yeah yeah no she's not yeah, yeah I know it's it's actually uh quite remarkable you know yep. I see that in my own parents my dad's mobility is um is, is is poor and yet the smile on his face and the joy he experiences from morning until night every day of the week is so impressive to me and and it's not I'm sure it's not just an act for when we're there because my mom tells me even when they're you know behind closed doors that he's playing music and singing and you know, fantastic it my really dad is. in his last few years 
brothers um, fell in love with music all over again, and they would have wine time for one hour. One glass of wine and one CD, him and my mom dancing around the living room. I interrupted them once, and it made my heart just grow five times to hear him tell me what he was doing. You know, and I don't know about you, Wendy. I can can relate to that because music, um, for most of us, takes us back to a time and a place and then attaches feelings to that moment that we have. Like, I think about... um, you know, uh, my wedding song, for instance, you know, sure. oh, yeah, if I close my eyes and listen to that song, I can see my husband and I, you know, <laughs> and you're all younger, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so fantastic. Well, it is reassuring to know that Assurance Home Care is serving Ottawa, Toronto and Niagara, basically the 401 corridor heading down the highway. I'm Wendy Daniels with Chris McGinn, co-owner of Assurance Home Care for information and referral to mental health services available in Ontario. You can contact the Mental Health Service Information toll-free 1-866-531-2600. It's free and confidential 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, there's a push for change, Chris, in our medical community due to the fact that 5% of Canada's emissions come from health care. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more coming up on Care Talk. Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to Care Talk, the show about aging well and in the home you love. It's brought to you by Assurance Home Care and co-owner Chris McGinn is here. It's interesting, Chris. I couldn't believe Ottawa Public Health has dedicated a huge section of their website to offer information about cannabis specifically for the senior population. That was the interesting part for me. Are you seeing a willingness to try cannabis for different ailments? I mean, the senior population generally uh, never expected to see the light of day for legalization so naturally i think they would be the most hesitant demographic yeah well it's it is interesting that um uh cannabis is actually among seniors has been steadily uh increasing so um you know, yeah. So, and and according to Ottawa Public Health, like choosing to use cannabis cannabis for medical purposes, um, of course, should be done in consultation with a healthcare provider. Um, uh, but the evidence of the effectiveness and safety of cannabis for treating medical conditions is still emerging. Mm-hmm. But we do obviously see it in at Assurance Home Care. We do have some clients, particularly in the palliative state, um, towards end of life, um, that that are. Uh, Using, we're seeing it used more and more. Um, For what kind of things? What would they be using that? Well, uh, nausea and vomiting when someone is undergoing chemotherapy. Um, So some people swear by it for that. Um, Muscle contractions or stiffness associated with certain conditions like um, multiple sclerosis, for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, Chronic neuropathic pain. So neuropathic pain tends to be a nasty, uh, you know, it's a nerve pain. Tends to be, um, it's hard to get a medication that really works on that. Shingles? Well, yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I haven't seen it use but but why not (laughs) oh my mom's best friend just suffered through shingles i'll take a second she's 94 and she's so angry her family doctor never told her there was a shingle shot oh 
and she's been three months. She lives alone, and she's been in such pain. Oh, so for everyone listening, there is a shingle shot. Yeah, avoid that. Yes, ask your physician about it. Um, You know, and and I think too, it's it's um, important to know um, that cannabis is a plant um, that has uh, cannabinoids in it, and two of the most common ones are THC and CBD. And so THC is the one um, uh, compound that that produces that sense of like high, right? <laughs> you know, and and it, and it can alter the way you think and you feel and you act. Kind of euphoric, uh, exactly. It can make you hungry. Yes. <laughs> so I've heard. I don't know, but yes. Um, and the higher the level of THC, uh, the greater the intoxicating uh, effects with that as well. Um, but um, THC is also mostly responsible for the health risks associated uh, with cannabis. But CBD is different in the sense that um, it does not cause the intoxicating effects and and um, and and it's, and it's also then the one that's being studied specifically for medical uses. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing to be aware of, I think, when we're seniors is that, um, you know, there's all kinds of changes uh, happening both cognitively and physically. And um, we often change about, we talk about the changes in terms of mobility and eyesight and hearing. But one thing we don't talk about is the aging process with regards to our hormones and how that affects our ability to metabolize things like medications and CBD and, and THC. So so um, as we age, um, our organs are less efficient at synthesizing and metabolizing and excreting um, uh, certain chemicals. And um, and so, you, you know, uh, I guess my word of caution would be if you are considering using it and you remember, um, you know, maybe a previous THC experience from your younger days, uh, you may have, uh, uh, you may experience, um, you know, a, an enhanced effect from it just because your body is not able to, to metabolize it in the same way. So as you age, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. So as you age, you would maybe have your medicines adjusted to less. Well, exactly. So, so yeah, I think um, the big takeaway when it comes to um, CBD and cannabis use overall is is to consult with your family doctor uh, first and ask ask lots of questions. Um, encourage your doctor then to share all the information that they know and some of the and the risk factors and do a medication review to ensure that it's not going to interact in a, in a negative way um, with the current medications you're on. That is very interesting. Even our military is offering veterans CBD options for PTSD and many other things. It's really gone mainstream now. We have a question from Deborah, who's in the Barrie area. She wonders if it's close enough to be included in your service area. Yeah, of course. So, uh, what, what we do at Assurance Home Care is we meet a person where they are. So wherever home is to them, whatever geographical location, whatever type of home they live in, whether it's a home, their home, a condo, their daughter's home, um, you know, a, a retirement home, long-term care facility, we will go wherever you are. The only, um, uh, uh, caveat with us is, is that we want to ensure that wherever you are, we can, we can service you in the way that that you need. So if you're looking for something like um, once a week for four hours, um, you know, that might be challenging to service you in in a place like the outskirts of Barrie, for right. instance. But if you're looking for a 24-hour care plan, a live-in solution, these, um, these are easier care plans for us to get buy-in from the caregiver 
side to ensure that you're properly covered. She has a part two to her question, wondering if you have experience working with dementia. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, as you know, Wendy, um, uh, dementia is not uh, uh, a normal part of the aging process, but dementia is on the rise in Canada because of our aging population. Age alone is a risk factor for uh, dementia, and there are others. And so, um, yes, we have uh, we have um, uh, a lot of uh, individuals living successfully and health happy and healthy lives in their own homes with advanced dementia even and with the proper care in place from insurance home care and um, all of our caregivers um, undergo dementia specific dementia training before they work with dementia Um, so it's not so much so some people do have challenging behaviors around um, dementia but others there's just a specific way you know in terms of the level of supervision the um, dance we do around promoting one Wanting to promote and encourage independence, but also wanting the person to do it safely, and so that it, um, those kinds of skills are are um, are uh, you know uh, ones that we that we want to focus on with our caregivers to ensure that they're properly able to read a situation and know when to let go. Because you know some some people with dementia um, talk a good talk. You know, (laughs) yeah, yes. And you wouldn't know they have dementia. Exactly. And so you have to be skilled at knowing when you're being um, fooled. And I'm always super impressed by some that uh, that I'm I'm like, wow, there is a diagnosis of dementia, but I'm not seeing it. That's terrific. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they're good. Um, We we teach them ways of obviously dealing with uh, challenging behaviors as well as the normal everyday stuff. What about the wanderers? you know, some people yeah. wander off. So how For do you sure. help in that situation? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's lots of ways we can we can help in that area. One is uh, providing uh, the necessary supervision, um, you know, and, you know, basically never leaving the client alone. Uh, but we can also use, do some smart things in the home to um, mask doorways with simple installation of a curtain across a door. So uh, many people, although they, they might not be consciously wanting to go out the door, if they see a door, they might want to go out it. Okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. And so it, similarly, if they see car keys um, sitting in the hallway, if they say, see their coat and their shoes, those are things that just... Um, you know, kind of trigger that memory. Oh, there's the door. There's my coat. There's my shoes. I'm going to put them all on and I'm going to go and wander. And um, some people then also are, are you know, searching for something. So uh, we we work with our caregivers, work with them to, dis- under- to discover the behavior behind the want to wander. So a lot of our clients will say things like, I'm trying to get to my sisters or I need to go see my mom. And it's really um, sometimes their way of saying, I feel scared. I feel anxious. Um, I'm nervous. Um, I'm sundowning, you know, yes. because we know a particular time in the, in the late afternoon that can be a high time for, for wandering. Um, and so, so the strategies around uh, keeping the environment calm and redirecting those people. <clears throat> You can call Assurance Home Care for a free in-home consultation. Coming up on Care Talk, changes in health care to reduce emissions and the power of kindness is being shown to reduce inflammation in your own body. That and more next on Care Talk. Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. 
Welcome back to Care Talk, the show about aging well and in the home that you love. I'm Wendy Daniels with Chris McGinn, co-owner of Assurance Home Care. By now, seniors should have had their COVID-19 booster shots. I just got mine yesterday because I'm an essential caregiver for my mom. And it feels really good, you know, the, the peace of mind that mm-hmm. provides. And I know that Assurance Home Care provides peace of mind every day to thousands of families in Ontario. Chris, we have a listener question um, who's concerned they're already on board with you so i won't say their name but she wonders what happens if her parent needs to go to hospital for a while she's afraid of losing her caregiver yeah how does that work okay well that that is a great question so thank you to this person who who asked it um because this happens right so i guess i'd like to just back up and say that uh, we work really hard to um uh, respect someone's wishes in terms of whether they want to go to hospital or not so there are some that are quick to say oh you've got a urinary tract infection or whatever we need to go to hospital um and and in some cases it is absolutely necessary but there are lots of times where simply sending in one of our nurses uh, to assess a situation perhaps call the doctor get a prescription sent to the pharmacy can can you know um uh, can can uh, stave off a, a trip to the hospital but in in some cases it is absolutely necessary and we we get it we understand that um some of the anxiety about having to do that is is the, the thought of um, a caregiver who you've really developed a really professional nice relationship with um, for care for your parent and who knows your parent well um, then you risk losing them if if there's a long hospitalization so what happens in those cases is um, we have um, very uh, direct and open conversations with our families and and get to the root of the anxiety and if that's an anxiety we will uh, do our best to honor um, that person you know giving the caregiver uh, hours in the meantime trying to find out when how long we anticipate the hospitalization going for and then um, and then um, you know making it a priority for that person to be there when the client comes home and sometimes that's um, you know has to do with a uh, uh, doing a fulsome reassessment when the person is scheduled to come home to ensure that the care plan has an, has been updated to reflect any new changes uh, in their condition and whatnot to make sure the caregivers are are super prepared and that the caregiver still um, is the suitable one for the care plan. Oh, there's that too. Yeah. You think of everything. I'm just imagining coming home from hospital and how reassuring it would be to have your caregiver there. Yeah. Your family doesn't have to help you with this stuff. Now we're getting back to... You know, the dignity of some privacy and you've got your caregiver to help you with things. Oh, for sure. There's the, there's that nice familiarity to mm. familiarity. familiarity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the relationship's established at that point. So you That's just pick right. up where you left off. And going into the hospital, especially if you've got some, you know, even just simple cognitive decline and then you're not feeling well, um, you know, you and then you're surrounded by a sea of strange faces. There's something magical that happens when you return home to a consistent, constant caregiver who has been looking after you uh, for a long time and so so you know uh, all that to say consistency um, we know it's important for families consistency of caregivers and it's really important for us too all right so they can rest assured they will not lose their caregiver (laughs) yeah all right the cbc was reporting that the healthcare sector contributes to climate change by giving off a sizable chunk of greenhouse gases medical experts say that both healthcare providers and patients can do more to curb those emissions this is really remarkable chris yeah it really is there's a group of canadian physicians on a crusade against inhalers and uh, i was just reading about this and uh older styles of metered 
dose inhalers contain high levels of hydrochlor uh, sorry hydro hydrofluorocarbons right which act as greenhouse gases when released into the atmosphere and so first of all kudos to them for even looking there i mean i have to say it was an aha moment for me reading this i was like oh yeah that wow. that totally makes sense but i never thought of it um which explains why i'm not uh in the environmental business yeah. uh, but with millions of canadians requiring inhalers for conditions like asthma or or copd which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease um, those admissions can add up and uh, research shows that 100 puffs of a metered dose inhaler equals close to a typical 300 kilometer car journey in terms of emissions no so, way yeah That's well an eye opener and and i and i like this this analogy because people can relate to what what that means because there's been a lot of press around you know um emissions that cars give off and vehicles sure. That's give a, off a lot of environmental damage in a tiny little puffer isn't it it sure is <laughs> so what are they going to replace them with well the doctors say that they would like to see a shift toward the dry powder inhaler and away from the metered dose inhaler for as many patients as possible and I know for my dad um, I noticed that after reading this article I checked and he's on the powdered one now so oh, good his doctor might be part of this team. exactly and uh, and and they're also also looking at um, addressing the problem of simply too many inhalers being prescribed when not necessary. So that's I, another area. I could see that. I understand that these ideas, they came out of the uh, the COP26 climate conference in Glasgow, Scotland. Mm-hmm. What else did they highlight in medicine? Well, uh, this conference, uh, they highlighted the World Federation of Societies of Anesthesiologists released a consensus statement calling on anesthesia providers to boost environmental sustainability in their practices. And I love this because it's all about accountability and extreme ownership, like what is my part in the solution? Um, By, among other options, choosing gases that have less environmental impact. And um, today, uh, as I understand it, they use like uh, one of two gases in anesthesia. So uh, one of them counts for a 350-kilometer drive, but another option is a gas that equates to a 50-kilometer drive. So an alternative is general anesthesia instead of inhaled gases like using intravenous anesthetics. I know people that are afraid of needles, well, one person, and they always ask for laughing gas at the dentist. And I bet you that's bad, too. I never <laughs> thought of it till now. Yeah, I bet it is, but but it feels good. Have you ever had laughing no, gas? I haven't. Oh, my goodness. It, it, it's really, wow, it works. Um, and so, yeah, anesthetic gases are also um, often a routine part of, of dental surgery. As I said, I, I've, I've used them myself, but... Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do have some for the show next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but nitrous oxide, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Laughing gas. Well, it's responsible for roughly 80,000 tons of emissions in just Ontario. This was in the year 2015. 80,000 oh, wow. tons. That's, that is So if you lot. can go without the laughing gas, that would be your contribution to reducing the footprint. It's interesting to see how things will be done years from now. I see they're asking patients to advocate for change too and ask about what is being used and its environmental impact.
Coming up, we'll talk about how being nice can have positive effects. Chris, maybe you could tell us about a service that Assurance Home Care provides that might surprise people. Well, I yeah. So, um, well, we recently uh, um, um, helped to return uh, uh, a client of ours uh, to her home country as a final wish fulfillment on her part. And um, that was halfway across the world and required a ton of um, checks and balances and legal documents and temporary POA. Um, and we, we uh, had one of our uh, care managers accompany this person. Um, and then they stayed, this person stayed and um, trained the new care team over in her home country. Wow, that's invaluable. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be that... Um, um, that dramatic, but mm-hmm. it can be if you like. But we can accompany you on vacation, so we have a lot of snowbirds, and um, wow, you know, yeah. And because of mobility issues, there's all kinds of challenges and and anxieties and fears around getting on an airplane, um, you know, by yourself or even you know just you and your husband or your husband and wife, and um, you know uh, taking a caregiver down with you and helping you get settled and running to the grocery store to ensure that you have everything you need and and um, and and staying uh, for as long as you're comfortable we've also uh taken uh clients to their cottages so sweet yeah so if they you know family's not around and um they're feeling the the need to get to their cottage because they're missing it at whatever time of year our caregivers can take them to their cottage and spend the night with them and you know just for that peace of mind piece that's really beautiful. So mm-hmm. there's lots to think about. Uh, you can reach Assurance Home Care online at assurancehomecare.ca. And you can also spend some time there meeting some of the caregivers and people here at Assurance. What do recommended potential clients look at when they're at the website, when they go to the website, what do you recommend they look at first? Well, I think the list of services, because we, we have a, um, a full end-to-end solution, home care solution. And um, and I think I would also uh, encourage you to look at our caregiver videos, because our caregiver videos tell you a little bit more about the people who choose to work here and why they do it. That's great. We will be back next with more on Care Talk. Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. And we're back. Chris McGinn of Assurance Home Care, and I'm Wendy Daniels. Thanks for spending an hour with us today, Chris. According to a study highlighted by Science Daily and conducted by researchers at Ohio State University, providing social assistance to the important people in your life, like your parents, your siblings, your neighbors, can actually reduce inflammation, an important health indicator. Does that surprise you at all? Uh, no, actually, it doesn't surprise me because um, you know yourself, Wendy, uh, and we hear this time and again that it, it's it's better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And and, and there, now we're finding there's health benefits to doing so. And so I know myself, I get such a great feeling um, about helping others. And I know our caregivers, they must be all like super healthy with very low inflammation yes. levels in their body because they do this every day. Um, but stress is an aggravating factor for inflammation. So stress can be, uh, you know, psychological, environmental. It can also be physiological. Um, but chronic inflammation is linked to a number of chronic medical conditions. And what happens is that, um, 
when we feel stress, it activates our immune system. So, so you know, just like if we cut our, our hand, our immune system comes in and, you know, forms a scab on it and, um, you know, prevents, in, helps to prevent infection in that area and all that stuff. Same things happen, happen with when we feel stress, our immune system kicks in. But what happens if we continue to feel stress over time is that the immune system eventually starts to break down because it can't, it can't possibly keep up with a chronic stress situation. And so that's where, um, you know, inflammation comes in and is, is produced in the body, which can have all kinds of negative effects. And so um, the the researchers used data for over a thousand participants who were all healthy adults between 34 and 94 years old. And they were asked to complete a survey that measured their social integration by asking if they were married or living with a partner, how often they contacted family and friends, and how often they attended social groups or activities. So the participants also reported how much they believed they could rely on friends, family, or their spouse when needed. That is a big one, I bet. What happened with the results? Well, the results were uh, two years after taking the questionnaire, participants returned for blood work, blood tests, and, and including one that tested for a marker for systemic inflammation. As it, that's like widespread inflammation in the body. Higher levels of that specific marker are associated with increased risk of many diseases, such as cardiovascular disease and cancer. And so um, similar research has been under the scope of receiving social support rather than giving it. Ah, the key. Yeah, yeah. So the key to this study is that it all it it also question participants on how much they're willing to provide social assistance to loved ones. So researchers found um, that that positive social relationships were associated with lower inflammation among only among participants who said they were able to give support to family and friends. Not the givers. The givers, regardless of if they felt supported in return, which is really interesting. So this connection was especially strong among uh, women. So there's a moral to the story here. I think it's quite obvious that we need to be helping people. If your brother wants you to help move, does that mean I have to lift the boxes? <laughs> Maybe. Chris, what are other ways of reducing inflammation? And what can your caregivers at Assurance Home Care do to help your clients with that? Yeah, so the, there are some simple uh, things that all of us can do. Um, get a good night's sleep. We know that um, you know not getting a good night's sleep can, can cause a stress response in our bodies, which is you know can add to chronic inflammation. Um, simply drinking eight glasses of water a day uh, can help, uh, you know, flush the system, keep it running um, in, in top form, making time for exercise. We know there's a ton of benefits in regards to lowering stress when it comes to exercise, uh, maintaining a healthy weight. And so our caregivers can help with many of those areas. When you think about it, they can prompt you to drink your water. Mm -hmm. They can set your environment up for a great night's sleep. They can assist you with your exercise program if you need that. And when it comes to diet um, and and you know maintaining a healthy weight it's also about staying away from foods that that contribute to inflammation in the body and some of those you know caregivers can can um, direct you to in the grocery store things like berries and citrus fruits high in vitamin C um, carrots broccoli leafy greens um, fatty fish walnuts these are all like really high in anti-inflammatory properties and our caregivers can help you select those items 
items in a grocery store and then help you prepare nutritious meals. So you don't have to do all the reading yourself. You can let the caregivers who are already educated in this guide you. And, <laughs> That's then, right. and then you'll learn quickly. Somebody asked me if family pets are a problem and I had to ask them, why would you ask that? But it turns out they had a relative who used a company who preferred pet-free homes. Are pets any issue for assurance home care? Uh, short answer is no. Um, so pets as we know, are great companions. And in fact, for many people with pets, and you and I know this firsthand, Wendy, mm-hmm. they are, um, you know, very valuable f- members of our family. And, um, and you know, for, for seniors and certain people uh, who are, you know, are in situations where loneliness might come into play, they, they can stave off loneliness and sometimes even depression because they provide that essential companionship for, for people. Um, they also can help us get our extra exercise because you know many of them want to get out for a walk and go yeah. to the dog park and visit their friends and so it it, it keeps us into a regular routine of, of getting into the house and even the simple act of petting um, an animal uh, has been shown in research to have a, uh, a stress reducing effect um, on, on people and and I think there are, are there are animals out there that are actually designated anxiety animals that you can get you know a certain designation for and travel with them. Wow. Um, so it lowers your blood pressure, doesn't it? Yeah. Petting an animal. Oh, for sure. Calm everybody down. And calm down. That's right. <laughs> Personal care, companionship, 24-hour care, transportation and errands and palliative. These are all things that you can provide to your clients at Assurance Home Care. What else do you want listeners to know about Assurance Home Care? Yeah, well, I think uh, I, I would like to just highlight the fact that we are fully customizable. So if you have a question and you're not sure, you don't see it on the website necessarily. It's a specific task that that um, um, or or a series of things that you are wondering if we do, then simply give us a call because um, we are all about fulfilling wishes and super serving our clients in whatever way that means to them. Um, but there are a couple of services that you didn't mention just now that I would like to highlight, and one is care management. And so, care management is a specialized service that we offer at Assurance Home Care that really looks at um, um, uh, pulling in the circle of care uh, in the uh, in the best interest of the client. So what we know about our healthcare system is it's often fragmented, it's it's siloed. There's not a lot of communication even between family doctors and specialists a lot of the time. And so our care managers really. Um, uh, o- open up the communication and make sure that everybody is on the same page and working towards the client's interests. And so the three big buckets that care managers uh, focus on is education um, to the client, to families. Uh, they offer support. So if there's a new diagnosis and the client is going through many um, uh, medical medical um, appointments and treatments and things, it's just to be there to lend a helping hand in whatever way that means to them. And then advocacy. So asking smart questions uh, of the, the medical professionals and and um, and you know doing medication reviews with the physicians to ensure that all the medications your loved one is on are all medications that are required uh, the other specialized service that I'd like to highlight is live-ins and so um, you know the pandemic shone a bright light on on um, you know the debacles of, of living in in facilities and and the um, benefits of being at home where you're happiest healthiest and safest and where the vast majority 
98% of us want to be till end of life. And a live-in service, it can be an affordable, economical, um, and customizable way of having it your way right till end of life. It truly is an alternative to having to go to long-term care or something. It really is a real thing and you can age at home. Yes, you can. Yep. All right. Well, our time is up already, but we will be back again next week. If you missed any of the show, you can find it at assurancehomecare.ca. You can get more information there too, or you can call in in Toronto. It's 416-863-8688. Niagara, 847-370-1412. Ottawa, 613-706-0411. Thank you for listening to Care Talk. On behalf of Chris McGinn and myself, have a terrific week.